Hello. She was a level-headed dancer on the road to alcohol. And I was just a soldier on the way to my What's up, everybody? Welcome into this week's episode of From Here, It's Potable. I'm back after a little, I guess you could call it paternity leave, but it's just a lot going on. Um, but there's a lot going on with tech basketball, which is why we are back. We got a, a Terrence Shannon announced that he was returning to Texas Tech for his junior season. So me and Hunter are going to uh, break that down and, and discuss what it means for this coming basketball season. So here we go. Hey, before we get to the podcast, uh, I just want to do make sure I shout out our sponsor, uh, Prime Residential Mortgage Incorporated. Um, They're the Lending with Passion division of Primary Residential Mortgage Inc. Uh, whether you're buying, refinancing, or taking cash out of your home, PRMI can help. Rates are still near all-time lows, and our mortgage experts uh, can help find the best mortgage solution for you. Uh, they can help you with purchasing your dream home, an investment property, a vacation home, whatever you need, they can help you with. Um, they have locations all over the state of Texas, but they complete the entire process uh, online and it's easy um, and, and they just love working with fellow Red Raiders. Um, they can be reached at Raider at primeres.com through the website uh, at www.lendingwithpassion.com or by phone at 214-736-9466. Uh, so get in touch with them for, for any of your needs for anything like that. Hunter, what's going on? What's up? Doing good. Feeling good after that Shannon announcement today? For sure. Yeah, I was uh, very pessimistic about him returning. I don't know if I was trying to condition myself to not get my hopes up or or what, but I thought he would go. I thought, you know, I thought he would be, maybe I would get a better, like more better feedback and be top 40 45 pick and would go i don't know what he got but uh doesn't matter because it's you know the deadline will pass here in about five hours and the deadline to go in the portals and already gone so right it's like one of the only few guys that you can like feel with certainty now in today's world you know that you're going to have him next year once passes and once the july 1st uh transfer portal deadline passes yeah and it's it's one of those I, I was like you, I was not expecting good news at all, but it would be interesting to know, like, you know, what the NBA guys told him, you know, because I mean, before we hit record on this, we were talking about some of the things that we were just guessing that maybe impacted his decision. You know, he's pretty left-handed dominant. So, you know, maybe working on that right hand. Um, but then, you know, he also has been a pretty inconsistent shooter. Um, and I know you were looking up those numbers, before um or while we were talking what do you still have those up what did he shoot last year from three yeah so i guess um i forgot how good he was yeah and had wrote him off as somebody we weren't going to get and so kind of refreshing my memory um it might make sense to just go back and and remind everyone you know yeah. he, he'll be 22 next march he's he had the prep year and then this is his third year so he's really old for college basketball. 
He's a just explosive. He's a big explosive man. Yeah, he's six six, two ten. At the combine, he had like a six nine wingspan. You know, we've seen him. He like plays hurt. Um, he's just a beast. He and what I, you know what makes him unique is he can guard competently every position. I remember the the first time I really was like, oh my god, this Shannon guy is going to be good. Was uh, 20 when we played in Lawrence and lost at the last second. Mora was open in the corner. Uh, we missed him. Now, I think we had, you know, like Holy Phil was in foul trouble. Yeah. Chris was just on some island, disappeared somewhere. And uh, Shannon was guarding Azabuki, like in the paint, you know, like back to the basket, rebound, boxing him out, you know, and rebounding with him. And I was just, just like shocked me. And, and we know he can guard on the perimeter. And that was two years ago. Um, and so, it's just a perfect, you know, Swiss Army knife. I'm sure, you know, there's probably not a better coach in the country to have a guy that versatile on defense than Mark Adams. And then we already have kind of a a long, interchangeable team, so he fits well with the with those pieces. Um, so then, the other thing about Shannon, you know, if you if you take, he's so good. What his his most elite trait is probably getting to the free throw line. They're just yeah. Fouls, getting the free throw line, and then like making free throws. He's a career 80% free throw shooter. Um, the only guy, the only two guys that were drawing fouls, getting to the free throw line more frequently than him last year in the Big 12 was Mark Idle and Derek Culver. And both of those guys are, are intentionally being fouled. Like no one intentionally fouling Shannon because he was an 80% free throw shooter. Right. Uh, if you take out the two guys who couldn't shoot free throws or just so big, you know, that people were fouling them on purpose. Um, he, he's last year was the best at getting to the line. So he's, I imagine he'll be right there, you know, this year. Uh, but so when, if you take that part out, he's, you know, he's kind of like average efficiency, but you can't, you can't take out the free throw, the free throw yeah. because it's part of it. Like if you can't guard him without fouling him and he makes every, it makes 80% of his free throws. I mean, that's a serious problem. Yeah. So, and, and that's where his athleticism comes into me is, is you can, people know he's going left and they still can't stay in front of him. Still like, can't stop. And, and that's pretty impressive, especially if he can just get something out of that right hand um, or develop a consistent jump shot. I mean, their defenders have no hope of staying in front of him. Um, did you, do you still have, did you ever say what he shot from three? I can't remember if you still had that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Last year he was 36% okay. shots. Which, how many? I mean, 84. I mean, that's good numbers. Yeah. yeah. His uh, jump shooting. So he was 0.732 points per jump shot his freshman year. And then it went up a lot to 0.782 last year. And those aren't like great numbers, but if he makes a, another jump, a similar jump, I mean, that's the key. You know, I think what will make him unstoppable. He didn't even need to go to his right, really. Like if, yeah. he, if he can get a shot that's, um, you know, that effective, it doesn't matter. Um, but so even still, even even last year, his half court efficiency, so like just points per possession, uh, he was sixth in the Big Twelve, and and some of the guys ahead of him, David McCormick, the two Baylor guards who, who will be gone, Miles McBride at West Virginia who may or may not be gone. Um, I mean, those guys are studs, number one, or they played on great teams, yeah. so a little bit easier for them. But, I mean, he was he was more efficient than Kate Cunningham, who's going to be the number one pick. Yeah better than some names that are 
pretty familiar, like Courtney Ramey, Austin Reeves, Andrew Jones, Agbaji, McClung, Derek Culver, Jalen Wilson at Kansas. I mean, he's one of the best. Last year was one of the best players in the Big 12. Right. And he's coming back. One, so, of, the, one of the things that I'm most excited about is just with all the unknowns with the roster, I didn't know if we had – and I, I feel like we've been missing this really since the Final Four team, but even the Final Four team kind of struggled with it. They are, I guess, not struggled with it. They just had two guys. But a guy you could just get the ball to and say, like, get us a good shot. You know, like Keenan was an Keenan Evans was an expert at it. Like, it didn't – I always trusted him at the end of the game to, to at least get a shot. Um, you know, then you had Mooney and Culver, that Final Four team. They kind of went back and forth. Um, and I think you've been missing that the past couple of seasons. And I thought that Shannon showed a little bit of that, especially towards the end of last season where, you know, he, and, I, and I think it's because, like you pointed out, his jump shot made a little bit of a leap so he could depend on something other than just getting to the rim, getting fouled. But if that takes another leap, you may have a guy that can close games. Um, and I, I think he's capable of that if he takes the leap that we're expecting. Yeah, no, and even uh... – so even as a freshman, I think you're right. We didn't have that because when the DePaul game two years ago, yeah, the Kentucky game two years ago, when we had to score to win the game, we gave the ball to Shannon in both of those games. And, and so, you know, he's got some experience now doing that. And it's kind of like the Keenan Evans type of progression. You know, he wasn't just like overnight great. I mean, right. great being that guy. I mean, he, yeah. he was – we were having to ask him to do it for like four years. <laughs> he learned how to do it. He got pretty good at it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he was the best we had. It's a good point. He was the guy we were throwing the ball to two years ago. And so it's, I think it stands to reason he might be that guy this year, but you know, I think we'll have better offensive pieces around him too. This yeah. Year. And in a system, you know, that will hopefully uh, create, cause you know, he's Shannon is best like, a te, you know, a closeout. Like when somebody drives, draws the defense, passes it to him, and then his defender, who had to help onto the driver, is having then has to recover towards Shannon. Right. And that is, you know, it seems like what Adams is wanting to be, you know, creating more of those opportunities because, like, it's almost impossible to stop Shannon in that situation. Yeah. He's too long. He's just too. He's got that funky lefty finish aspect to him like it's just hard to block block shots uh, with a guy like him a left-handed yeah. guy that, that explosive and long um yeah to me i could almost see and, and this would be like you know obviously ideal scenario but you could almost see a, a davion mitchell type of season out of him or you know obviously they're two totally different players but if you look at davion mitchell i just pulled up his stats last year, you know, he shot 32% from three. Um, the next, you know, this past season where they won, he shot, you know, 40, 45% from three. So I don't expect that kind of leap from Shannon, but, you know, it's a guy who is older, who developed, you know, as even though Davion Mitchell's smallish, he still is like, a hell of a defender. And I think like we've talked about Shannon is that already. So, you know, he almost, you could almost see a little bit of he stuck around an extra year and developed those parts of his game that, you know, just little tweaks. And, you know, uh, Davion Mitchell's probably going to be a top 10 pick, top 15 pick, lottery pick, 
in the draft. So I, to me, I think you're looking towards a guy like Davion Mitchell to be the, the mold for Shannon coming back for his junior season. For sure. I mean, there's no question he's going to be in the mix for best player in the conference. Best, one of the best players in the country. I mean, for to be in the top 45-ish, um, you know, for this year's draft, I mean, that means you're one of the best 20, 25 players in the country. Yeah. Regardless of classification, because there's some of those like super freak Kaminga type guys in there. So it, it really means, you know, that looking to next year, I mean, it means he's going to be one of the top 15, 20 players in college. And um, I think it's deserved. You know, I don't think anyone's crazy for, for thinking that. Um, I'll look, I don't know. There's a website. It's Bart Torvik. It's like a basketball guy that crunches numbers. And he, it's like one of the only pages right now that has, you know, using like projected lineups for next year, ranking the teams. And he's got tech now at the 22nd best team with like pretty much no difference between us and top 15. Right. Weren't we 60 a couple days ago? Is that what you said? Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. We, he didn't have Bryson Williams, Silva, or Terrence Shannon, obviously, okay. in there. So we jumped from like 60 to 22nd. So basically, two starters and your first. Yeah, guy really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's pre, he is predicting uh, five guys playing 60% or more minutes Bryson Williams, Silva, McCuller, Malik Wilson, and Shannon. Now, I think it might look different because he's got Warren and Calhoun pretty low. But right. I mean, I think those guys can play a lot. Uh, no, it's a, this is exciting just because, I mean, there's now, I didn't, I had little doubt that we weren't, you know, that we were going to be a top 20 or 25 team with or without Shannon. But yeah. like this just cements it in my mind that you know, we're going to be in the mix next year to, to do anything. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're going to be a top 20 team without. How, how do you think he fits in? Just with the other, like we talked, you mentioned a little bit that you thought that the the roster now is better suited to his skills than previous seasons. But do you like? Have you thought about that? Like specifically, like guys that we've brought in that weren't here last year, who you think he'll play well off of or with? Yeah, I mean, um, so it, you know, as opposed to um, last year, you know, when we would have so Kyler McClung, we could not finish at the rim last year. You know? Yeah. That could do it was Shannon, and so we just didn't really stress that you know the, the entire half court um, the way that we might could this year when you have Warren, Arms, Calhoun, McCuller, Shannon, Malik Wilson. These are guys. All of them can create, can finish at, can like drive to the to the basket and score there or pass it to someone. Yeah, and you know like. Kyler could get to the rim, but like maybe not finish. And like McClung could get to the rim, but maybe not finish. Ramsey could get to the rim. Actually, he really couldn't. And then he for sure couldn't finish. <laughs> so, you know, the more you add, they all kind of leverage off each other. I mean, you know, having one is good. Having two is two times is you know, more than two times is good. Having three is, you know, it's like a, you know, that they, they, it's exponential in my opinion. And I think we'll be playing in a offensive system that'll be better suited to kind of capitalize on that. Yeah. Uh, if you look at some of the, I mean, it's, we've had like 10 second clips from, from like summer workouts and stuff, but um, it's like every, all five guys are standing around the three point line, like, like on offense. You know, we, we're going to be spaced out. 
and drive and kick, drive and kick, as opposed to like a high ball screen every time. You know? Yeah. You know, I we talked about Baylor stealing Adams's defense and then doing it better, basically. Like, I wonder if if we're attempting kind of the same thing on offense. Like, I think you're right. And I don't know if, if we'll be able to do – I don't think we can do it better like they did our defense, but just relentless – attack basically like you i are, think you're absolutely right like you're going to the basket and if you collapse we've got a you know high percentage three-point shooter that's ready to launch it or you know and then he can also attack off the dribble if you close out so basically you know it's just athletes everywhere attacking constantly and skilled players not just you know pieces that kind of fit together but basketball basketball players i i agree and i think there might have been some thought last year like you couldn't play the our defense and have that offense and then yeah but then Baylor does it so it's kind of like okay it, it, it can be done and now we're gonna yeah we'll still on uh, what they what they did offensively what they paired our defense with you know give them some of their own medicine but probably with more um you know more like full court stuff mixed in too right just trying Shannon to get- possession yeah well when we played when we pressed shannon was frequently at the very very top you know doing like very active role and he's a freight train in transition i mean yeah. if he gets the ball in like an open turnover situation it's it looks like marshawn lynch you know <laughs> backwards into the end zone yeah you know in the playoffs that run that's pretty much what happens like anytime shannon gets the ball in an open that is one of my favorite parts of watching Shannon play is like, he's, he's coming for your throat. Like every time, <laughs> like he's, yeah. he's not trying, he's not just trying to like get to the foul line or just, you know, score. He, he wants to embarrass you at the rim, which is something that I appreciate. And he has the capability to do it. <laughs> so it's, it's nice to see. Yeah. It's scary when he gets a full head of steam. Which I guess, I mean, that kind of goes back to the rest of the roster. Uh, you have other guys who maybe not have – they don't have his athletic ability, but um, I'm trying to – I always – there's so many new guys. Um, Warren. The one I forgot chance you. Yes, KJ like, Allen. Like, that's kind of what he's known for is just like yeah. being a monster, <laughs> you know, yeah. like attacking the rim. Yeah, McCuller too. I mean – yeah. McCuller, KJ Allen, Warren, Calhoun, and Arms all are going to have some of that same characteristics. You know, like open floor situation will be when they're at their peak, you know, that's just tough to stop. And especially when you have all of them on the floor. Because we will see 100%, you know, the what what Adams and Beard did so well, uh, you know, like the 2018 team, the death lineups where everyone is just five, six, six guys. Everyone switches everything. You know, it's hard to guard us. It's hard to match up with us. You can't score um, because of what we're doing defensively. Um, you know, we will see that 100% because, you know, all, you know, William Bryson, Davion Warren, Calhoun, McCullough, Shannon. I mean, that's five, six, six guys that could probably switch everything. Maybe not Williams, but still, I, you know, I think what it'll come down to, who knows what we add next, because we've got, we've still got probably add one more guy, even though we have two spots left. Yeah. But 
seems like maybe a shooter because uh, I think it'll our peak now is just whether or not Calhoun, Agbo, Warren, McCullough, some of these guys are making threes. Yeah. Element, you know, that what Baylor added with just relentless three-point shooting. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's something McCullers. I mean, that came on for him towards the end of the year, like I did not expect at all. You know, so it's does that continue? Does that even get better? Because um, I know when we were we were talking about the season last year, we kept saying like at some point Baylor can't keep shooting this well. But they did. Yeah, but they did, and and I don't think that was totally an accident. It's like you said, they built that, you know, for a reason. And so I think I think you're right. I think we're trying to to build something similar. Um, when you look at the guy, have you thought about who would be a, a nice final addition to this thing? Well, yeah, uh, I think we just or Ben Golan just tweeted about him, but the Alabama guard Jordan Shackelford. He, I mean, he's really really good he, he would be like a starter caliber type ad and he he can shoot he does it all i think he was like leading scorer for them the last two years or leading minutes guy and alabama's been pretty good yeah and played in a system that might be kind of similar to what we're doing now offensively what about the uh the one from uh, louisiana who is team yeah Malik Wilson. yeah well, yeah another guy another yeah shooter makes jump made makes a bunch of jump shots um, yeah, would be another good add for sure. I don't know if we need another big, uh, you know, to me, it would just seem, it seems almost impossible to sell minutes to a big on the yeah. same, but no, uh, I think, I, yeah, I think you're right about that. I, and you mentioned it there, like Alabama, and I don't, I don't like to watch a ton of college basketball outside of tech. Um, but I do think that like anytime Alabama was on, they had my attention because of the way they played. I mean, it was just like constant up and down. Like they played fast. They pushed the tempo, which is something that would really drive me insane watching tech teams of the past. It was like, it seemed like athleticism was our advantage. And yet we were slowing it down, trying to run motion in the half court and getting half as good of a shot as we would have if we would have just pushed the tempo. So I hope, I hope we are, you know, Adams and staff are going to try to push that a little bit more. Yeah. And, you know, there, there's, we were doing that for good reason too, I think a lot of the time. Yeah. Cause it's, there is like a give and take the faster you play, the more points you're going to give up, the more, oh, you know, transition shots you're going to give up the yeah. more numbers. But I mean, it's my opinion, maybe I'm wrong, but Mark Adams is the master, you know, like controlling the pace, like playing the most optimal pace for yeah. his team. Yeah. So I, I've, you know, I've got faith that we will be playing fast, but not to our detriment. Yeah. No, and you're right about that. It's just kind of trusting Adams to know when to push those buttons. And I just was looking at Shackelford. So he is like a true point guard. I, I have not looked at him. I haven't looked at him that much just because I don't know how likely we are to get him. Yeah. But it looks like he's, he's a, he's not a true point guard, but he's okay. a, he's a guard. He's a shooting guard that can play point guard. Okay, because I know that's been the one kind of criticism that I keep, I keep seeing of, of the roster in general is, you know, who's your lead ball handler? Who's your point guard? And with Shannon back, I do think he's going to take some of that. Um, and we've already talked about how McCuller can do it as well. And Malik Wilson's going to play a lot. Yeah. Add someone else and that's add true. another guard type guy. I mean, 
and war and Davey and Warren can be that guy too, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, and that kind of goes back to just so many new faces. So like every, what I, I see that like every, we, people say we need a point guard, like who is the point guard on our final 14? Right. Yeah. I mean, Did we have one then. <laughs> Mooney or Culver, I guess. Right. But they, you know, they weren't guard. You know, you wouldn't necessarily say that they were point guards. I mean, I guess Davide would have been it. Yeah, he's he was better off ball, way better off ball. Oh, especially that year. Yeah. Off ball that year, yeah. I mean, we don't need a point. If you're if you've got good players everywhere, and Mark Adams is coaching you, I mean, I don't think you need a point guard. Yeah. It would be nice to have a great point guard. Sure. I also don't think it's like imperative. Right, and and I think too, just the whole idea of point guard is kind of shifting. Like if you, I mean, if you just look at the NBA, like is Luca a point guard, you know, he's like six, eight. Exactly. Yeah, he's a wing, but he's, he, it's like you have lead ball handlers, you have offense initiator. Like, I just think that kind of gets divided up among different positions and you can't just say like, well, he's the point guard, he's the shooting guard. And I know that's kind of gotten tech in trouble in the past, but I do think some of the switches and the some of the changes in the system may alleviate that. I know the positionless thing almost went from like a positive to a, a people getting annoyed by it, you know. In right. recent years, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's going. That's not going away. Right. I mean, Adams had a big hand in that. Yeah. I also think some of you know what we did under Beard will probably be similar in that the guy who brought the ball up was not necessarily like our primary ball handler initiator in the half court. Like we almost use that guy, you know, save the legs of the guy who's going to be initiating in the half court. Right. Kyler Edwards or Matt Mooney bring the ball up or Naeem Stevenson bring the ball up, you know, to, to beat their press if they have one uh, and then get it to the guy who's supposed to be initiating the offense. So that could be you know, like Malik Wilson might be that guy. Right. Our point guard, he's dribbling the ball up every time, but he's passing it to Shannon or Warren. Right. And then I guess, and I keep thinking off of when the when the opposing team makes a basket, but off of misses with the guys that we've been talking about, I mean, it doesn't matter. Whoever gets the rebound, they're going, or they're exactly. passing it to the closest guy who can go. Like, I don't think it – I think that's kind of – that's the benefit of – being kind of positionless is anybody can just go. And that seems like what they're going to try to do some more of. Exactly. And I think that's the best defense against the big lumbering guy who just posts you up all the time. Because if you can do what you're saying, it just makes it hard to keep those guys in the game for very long. Because like, if they can't, they can't run up and down the court with you, you know, then it doesn't matter how efficient they are. Yeah, no, this is uh, exciting because, uh, you know, I mean, what what better player could we have added? Right. There's just not many. Yeah, and that's kind of, I guess, I know when uh, Ben Golan, he added the, you know, kind of the, the transfer target big board at the beginning of this week, and he – he didn't, I mean, he put, I think he put Shannon on there, not as like a transfer, but just as a, a potential addition. And you look at that list and you're right. I mean, if you could have picked one, <laughs> not like not considering that he was here and we have an emotional attachment, he is just the best basketball player on the list. And so the last thing I wanted to ask you, unless you had some more was, so before 
this Shannon announcement, what were you, what were you thinking was the ceiling of this team? And now does Shannon change that at all? Uh, for sure. I mean, it's, I think the, you know, the ceiling is still dependent. Like on what I said earlier on, can we get some shooters, some guys that are making a lot of jump shots? Yeah. That the, if, if the answer to that is yes, I mean, this, this, the ceiling is, whatever you just name it I mean, based on who we have now. Yeah. And before I would, I thought we were a round of 32 type team. Yeah. Um, well, that's pretty right. significant addition. If you, in yeah. terms of and that. Now I think we're like, a, you know, if we go, if we were in the sweet 16, I will, I'll be thrilled and happy. I won't be like shocked at right. all. Yeah. Well, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to say really any more than that. I mean, like you said, I don't know if there was a player who would have taken us from, you know, maybe winning a game in a tur- in the tournament to advancing a few weekends. So um, that's probably a good place to end it unless you've got some more stuff to talk about. That's it. All right. Well, today's a good day. So soak it in. Hopefully we'll have some more of these soon. Uh, thanks, Hunter. Talk to you later. Yep. See you.